Hello and welcome to episode 171 of Constructing Comics, a podcast building stories one page and one panel at a time. On this episode, we have a review of Rorschach 2 by DC Comics, Black Label. Your creative team on this comic is Tom King, writer, Jorge Fornes on art, Dave Stewart on colors, and Clayton Clouds on letters. This is your spoiler alert, spoiler alert excuse me, for Rorschach 1 and 2, HBO's Watchmen, in the 1986 Watchmen series. This is Matt, and I'm joined by Constructing Comics co-host Noah. Hey there. So Noah, um, we're going to do what we normally do uh, before we do the deep dive, but let's sort of uh, give our initial thoughts of this issue two of the 12 issue Rorschach series. Uh, loved it more than the first issue and I loved the first issue. So if it just keeps going in this direction, I, this could end up being one of my favorite graphic novels. Um, I'm really loving the pace. I'm really loving the plot. I'm loving how they're sort of solving the mystery as it goes it's it doesn't seem too slow it doesn't seem too fast it seems to be really taking its time to taking a good amount of time to develop these characters and sort of introduce them um and aspects of them as we go so i, I i'm loving it but what are your thoughts yeah i liked it um you know it being a a you know a second issue even though this is a 12 series or 12 issue series which is going to give it more time to sort of uh be told you know it was to be expected that it was going to delve deep more into to the to the mystery and and stuff like that so so i really enjoyed it um and i think what we'll when we get into the breakdown they did you know a couple of cool things sort of meta things in the middle of the book which i really enjoyed so um but uh i i actually do you remember because i think um actually it, it, it didn't happen this way but they did the thing in this book that they normally do in Watchmen, where the first page or the first panel is the same as the as the last panel right because we open up sort of on the on the building um at day and then sort of we end on it at night they didn't do that in the first issue but that's sort of classic Watchmen to sort of start and end on the same image right um, it's it. Uh, Watchmen does like a either like a match cut to composition of like same panel, first panel, yeah. if they do it. Um, and they did that in the book. Obviously, it it opened on the on the button and it closes on sort of the same image mm-hmm. uh, or the similar image. And uh, but uh, normally, what Watchmen's known for is like the cover of the book is the first panel of the of of the, of the issue. True. And they did a lot of that in Doomsday Clock as well. Yeah, they did that in Doomsday Clock. Like they had the main cover and then they had the variant, um, which have you seen the trade of Doomsday Clock? No, I have not. So they I think they wanted so badly to have a blood splatter on something to tie it to Watchmen that they just took the first the, the, the cover from the last issue and put that on the cover of it instead of like the classic Watchmen graphic novel, which is brilliant because they just were like, well, we'll just use the first issue's cover, which is the zoom in of the, the blood on the button. Um, yeah. yeah. Doomsday clock just is, it's just hitting it out of the park with its decisions of just like really understands Watchmen. You guys is, yeah. is, is it, is that like a 12 issue omnibus or did they do like yeah. six issues, six issues? Oh, okay. no, it's the same size as like your Watchmen trade. And it's, it's like it's printed on like similar paper and everything like that. So they're really trying to go for that, like, you know, classic graphic novel feel. Uh, but it's just that, like, as soon as I saw that cover, I was like, no, <laughs> I got it. it's like, it's like you were so close. Like if you had done it better. Yeah. So um, I, I think actually before we get into the book, I think one thing that we should talk about is sort of early on um, book design. So obviously we start off with the cover um, and then we have the title page and uh, I have a digital copy here, but sort okay. of like the, the, the third page in is like a blank page. I'm assuming that that's like the right facing sort of title page for Rorschach. So like this one right here? Yeah. So yeah. on the on the right facing page, there's a little bit of splatter, um, yeah. which we'll we'll see later in the book. And at this point, you don't really know what that is. But I think just sort of like I, like we don't always talk about like the design element of the book. But I like the fact that there's a little bit of uh, design here. Yeah, and it's got that uh, old and and they they use this later a little bit or maybe let me just double check on that when they show 
the cartoonist artwork it's it's sort of a similar yeah it's like a similar shade so it sort of matches that bristol board mm-hmm. like old bristol boards yellowed and everything like that yeah i really love that um and i even like it when you turn the page again there's that blank so like you said the third page in it's bled it's bled through to the other side as well yeah. did you mention that i'm sorry I'm no, no 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 that was a good point by you yeah um, yeah and then you even see the bleed of the the border on the other side and it's printed obviously it's not real but it, that's a really great touch um and if you uh well what are you do you know what cover you're going to get when you have a physical copy um i i don't know i have i guess i have what is cover a the sort of the the uh the two silhouetted figures running towards the uh yeah, I got the uh, Peach Momoke cover, um, which I've never, I've never actually got a, a cover by by Peach. So this is my first one, and I, and I really love it. It's like a beautiful watercolor. You can't really see it on. I'm trying to show it to Matt, but it's beautiful. It's a beautiful cover. Uh, uh, it's like yeah. So it's my first one of by by Peach, and I'm I'm really happy. Momoko. I'm sorry, not Momoke, but yeah, Momoko. Yeah, I, I really love. I really love it. But yeah, but we can get into the book now. Sure. So we open up uh, the uh, the detective, and I f- always forget his name. Which um, really made a big deal about the detective's name. So. No, it's sort of like he. It's weird because he's sort of like us. He's sort of the vehicle to to, to move us through the story. So like his yeah. name, really, like I'm sure it was mentioned in the first one, but it's like it's not really. I don't even think if it's mentioned two or three times in in this book. I don't think it's important to think just to know him as the detective is, is enough. And I, and he's really bland. That's another thing, but I think that's intentional. Mm-hmm. You know, he's not really that memorable. Like he looks like Columbo basically um, in the, in nowadays ish, I guess. Yeah. Um, so that's interesting. You bring that up. Cause I think, uh, you know, some interviews I've seen with Tom King, uh, you know, podcast interviews, He's been talking a lot about his his love of of Columbo. Oh, really? Um, yeah. Okay. So I wonder if that was directions as far as like, you know, he gave character reference to Jorge. Yeah, it doesn't. It's not structured like a Columbo. Well, like, it kind of is, I guess, in the sense that like, have yeah, murder happens in the beginning, but normally the, you know, the the suspect is alive and stuff like that. So it's uh, yeah, but uh. Yeah, we can get into the the, the book because uh, I love this uh, first page we talked about is the splash at the the apartment building. Yeah, and um, I guess I like sort of it trying to draw parallels between the windows being sort of panels and comics, you know. And uh, so if we look at the windows as being panels or like the layout of a page, and then we see that as sort of like the the whole issue takes place in just this apartment building. So each of those apartment buildings are like panels and like sections of the comic and uh, where, where, you know, all the events happen. Yeah, um, I, I, this is great sort of, you know, we've talked in the past about sort of centering the image and that this is, yeah. you know, uh, this is like a splash page, but it's almost like you read the captions of, you know, high up and you move down and then you sort of, the captions end and then you see the detective entering the 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 front door so it's almost like two that's it's almost like a two-thirds of a page panel then a panel and then of course the the traffic uh the cars are moving um in the in the direction to to move us off off the page so yeah it's brilliant yep and even the rain's moving um from upper left down to right corner which is great um yeah yeah so one thing I'm happy about, um, even though, because I read this digitally and I, I didn't do the panel by panel view, okay, and I'm glad because this next page is one of those pages that you need the design of the page. You really do. Yeah. Uh, you, the shift in tone. So, you know, you're in one timeline and the, the characters are sort of um, walking through the same atmospheres. And even the like that bottom, um, you know, the bottom row, uh, the, the hallway is the same perspective, but it's her in that sort of orangish tone in the past, and then it's him standing at the door. Um, and that's a that's a very that that's a not I don't think it's a direct reference to Watchmen, but that happens a lot in Watchmen, where you have a like especially at the beginning of the book when the the detectives are in uh, Blake's apartment, they do something similar to that, where the the perspective 
follows like you know it, it all matches up across the page but it's different timelines mm-hmm. so that's that i thought that was really cool and i love this next page uh i love the i love uh Fornis's detail in the um on on myerson's cartooning desk yeah and, it's a- uh, there's a mine rand picture of Ayn rand framed above the desk um which is another great little detail yeah, so uh, we talked a bit, a little bit about this sort of uh, uh, pre-show, but uh, I, w- I was listening to to another podcast that's got a uh, guy that's sort of a, a Ditko sort of scholar, and he sort of thinks that the the Anran sort of thing with Ditko is is sort of like uh, overhyped and sort of become mm-hmm. like a, a bit of an urban legend at this point. Like, not really? to say that, not to say necessarily that he's not like libertarian in his views, but he wasn't sort of such a disciple of, of, of Anran and her, her, and her thinking. So, um, so that was, that was interesting, but like at this point it's, you know, the, 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 if it is an urban legend, it's so sort of, you know, like between sort of people who are really into comics, it's really, it's just sort of like a given. So it even, even if it's sort of blown out of portion and it's comics, it's storytelling, you know, use something to, to make the story more fantastical. Um, I just, I just find that, that that's pretty interesting. Yeah, it is. And, and it, but it also fits with Watchmen, the book too, because uh, Rorschach is objectivist mm-hmm. like through and through. And, and Alan Moore has even referenced that, like when he was doing, when he was writing re- Rorschach, he was doing a lot of research into sort of uh, objectivism and uh, he really wanted to be as wanted the character to be as true to that philosophy as he possibly could. So it's, you know, and and, and that wasn't to pay homage to Ditko as much as he just knew Ditko wrote the question and Mr. A as objectivist characters. So he wanted to pay homage to that aspect, but not so much to Ditko. And then he also wanted to sort of give a real world like, uh, I guess, flaw to Rorschach, which was him taking objectivism to unhealthy levels of uh, prejudice and um, I guess uh, antisocial behavior. Sure. Yeah. Um, I actually tried to zoom in and see if I could read any of the spines of the books, but uh, that that, so. that was there, there was nothing there. I was wondering if there was going to be an Easter egg somewhere in there. But one thing I, I like is the the sound effect at the top right corner of this page of mm-hmm. him opening the door. That was cool. Um, I didn't notice that this until this time around. Yeah. Uh, so he's going through the uh, the desk. Uh, of of the writer um you know i'm sure no you're you're well acquainted of drawers of, of pens and and sharpeners and all kinds of stuff so this is the uh, page i've looked at the most i love this page it's so cool the, the details are great so i the the big key is he sort of finds a he finds a name which uh, allows him to sort of continue his investigation he, and he finds a name for uh Alma Alma Adler. Adler. Yeah. Which is a very Marvel, Marvel name. The, you know, the Matt Murdoch's, the Peter Parker's. uh, So that's, that's pretty cool. I wonder if it's also a reference to Sherlock Holmes with Irene Adler as like the one who got away kind of thing. That could, that could also be another reference I just thought of right now. Um, But uh, yeah, but like, yeah, you can keep going. Yeah. With, uh, with her, her involvement in Meyerson's life. Yeah, so they uh, they go on a date. Um, it doesn't uh, it doesn't go exceptionally well for for Meyerson. Um, so she's sort of recapping it for the detective. Um, you know, they they're they're sitting in um, her apartment, but then it fades to this yellowish tone, um, and they sort of have a descript or they sort of they're having a conversation, and he wants to do more than just sort of the pirate stories. Um, so they, they, they talk a little bit about that, but the next page where they're sort of sitting in the, uh, the elevator, uh, just four panels. Uh, do you want to talk a little bit about that one? It's, it's typical Tom King, but I like how big the panels are and it really shows the, I guess, uh, through like, again, a lot of show don't tell, you know, and sort of spot the difference in each panel. Mm-hmm. Uh, Fornis tells a great story with, uh, the gestures and the posture of the characters really well. Uh, I love that, you know, you see, you see uh, 
a slightly defensive pose of by Meyerson, and then you see Adler, and she's completely defensive with her arms crossed. And, uh, you know, Meyerson just has his hands, like, you know, hands, like, just sort of, uh, he's holding his hands um, just right in front of him. And then he sort of opens himself up uh, to talk about the date, and then he asks if he can kiss her, and he, like, automatically, you know, gets into a defensive pose and turns away. Um, all the while, she's sort of remained arms crossed, stoic, you know, a uh, lot of walls up and it's great. And then, um, yeah, and I love, yeah, like I said, there's just a lot of good show, don't tell. And also I love the, again, little sound effect right in the right uh, sort of center of the of the final panel on that page of the, the elevator stopping. Yeah, that's so small and so sort of uh, delicate. Subconscious. Like- like a I like guess. yeah it, but it's sort of like you know uh you know when you reach your floor in an elevator you're only going to get that small little chime so to make mm-hmm. it so small and make it from the area where the 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 chime probably would have come from is 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 really great yeah it is great and i wonder uh, i don't know if, if fornis is digital or if he's uh, traditional and i'm wondering if he uh which again this is uh, another thing that watchman does really well is uh like but but i think gibbons like redrew every background cuz he would do the you know one panel would have the same background and it'd be the same angle and just like little things would change especially with rorschach panels mm-hmm. just to show off the mask changing uh and i'm wondering if this is uh like cuz all the lines match up like there's no different variations in the ink lines or anything like that so i'm uh, I would love to one. I wonder if he's all digital, if he's traditional, um, and he just like you know drew one background and then just photoshopped it in everywhere else. Yeah, um, I mean maybe a little bit of looking at his his Instagram or something. It would be great yeah. if these these pages were traditionally done. Yeah, um, I'd love to know. But I mean, he does a great. If it's digital, it's great because it feels very, it feels very much so like, uh, uh, like you know, like it is done traditionally. Yeah. So uh, Alma sort of continues the story and we see that Meyerson is still sort of like this uh, meek and mild character um, uh, throughout, uh, you know, their, their interactions. Um, She marries a guy who is the exact opposite and basically bullies Meyerson for decades. Yeah. So the next page here is where we find out where the the little tag for for Alma Adler came from. Uh, we start off with with Meyerson at a you know a, a one of the you know like ho- or not hotel but apartment building sort of collective of of mailboxes. He takes that with him, um, and then the detective because she told him she told the detective that that was her her maiden name early on. So. Uh, they, I don't know how they exactly draw the parallel that he figured this out, um, but he 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 figures out that uh, he took the thing from the uh, her mailbox and that those have now been changed to to numbers for privacy. Well, that's and that leads into the next conversation, which is with the superintendent of the building, mm-hmm. and he informs the the detective that they changed it just to numbers in 1987, and uh, right before that. Uh, Meyerson stole the tag because he knew that that was going to happen um, off of uh, off of uh, off of her apartment label. Um, and then this is uh, this is the next page is important as to like you know what happens next uh, in the book. Yeah, so he's saying that you know Meyerson was sort of a, a great tenant, quiet, kept to himself, except for one time they 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 heard noises, so he went up to check. Um, and he finds Meyerson uh, bleeding on the floor. Um, he goes to help him. He asked him, you know, if he, he wants him to call the police. Um, but he sits back down in his chair to start drawing. Um, the last panel on this section is, uh, you know, him over his drawing table, uh, getting ready to start a page, but there's blood on the page. So I know well, we're going to tell him the hands have got like blood, not blood, um, ink ink on the fingers yeah stuff like that that's a cool detail but yeah well we'll, we can keep moving on from there yes. uh, but also he's he's talking like rorschach where he doesn't use any articles uh, not articles but like he doesn't use any like personal articles on himself like i or me or anything like that he just yeah 
Oh, that's that's a good catch. I I didn't I didn't pick that up, but I'm glad that you brought that to my attention. Yeah. Uh, so as we said last panel, uh, blood on the on the drawing board. Yep. And the detective is now uh, in Myerson's. I get or he's back at Myerson's, um, and he's and he pulls open the drawer and he finds the page that. Myerson was working on when this encounter happened. Um, this is a silent panel, uh, you know, or silent page, uh, a couple of sound effects on the, um, on the, the metal drawer opening. Um, again, we see the blood splatter close up. And then as we pull away, we see the blood splatter on the board again. Um, and then we see um, Myerson's character um and this is i think when we switch the pages is when the sort of the book's going to change for a little bit but i want to give you a chance to sort of talk about this section right here yeah i love the again i love the zoom out which is great it's very watchman uh the zoom out from the from the the blood splatter uh i love the, all of a sudden the change and that they, they he uh Fornis does adopt a dick coesque style on these mm -hmm. next couple of pages when he's doing the citizen which is a stand-in for Mr. A. I think sure. that's what is that's what it is. And uh, uh, but it, he looks like Rorschach basically without the Rorschach blots on his mask. Uh, but I love uh, I love all the little details in here. Like you can see the tape on the pages. You can see the ink splatters on the corners, like where he you know rubbed. Uh, he sort of washed out his brush, and you've got the you know being an you know being an original art collector yourself the mismatch of the word balloons and the, the Bristol is such a great little detail. And there's also all these like uh, pencil marks that couldn't be erased yeah. on the board, which is great too. It's such, it's such a very cool, the, the art is just so well done in these, on these next couple of pages. Um, but yeah. here, this is very like what I've read of Mr. A like, cause I, I when, when Ditko passed away a couple of years ago, I went and I found some of those pages. They, this reads scary close to how those page, how those pages read. Um, just, and Ditko was it like, wasn't an idiot, but like he couldn't communicate an idea very well mm -hmm. in his comics. Like they always sort of came off as just sort of jumbled and all over the place. And these sort of read like that, which I like. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah, so the next page is the sort of the comic page within the comics page. Um, yeah. And as you said, you know, they go down to sort of all the details of, you know, the the paste ups of the of the word balloons. There's a little bit of uh, the underlining of the, the pencil marks where they were inked. Um, some things have been whited out. There's a little bit of uh, tape residue on the on the bottom of the of the page um and sort of i just was like when i was reading it i was sort of going along and i was like okay I, i'm following along in a sort of uh, a mystery detective novel but then, and then here i was like all right this is where we're doing something different with this book i think a lot of this is more to show just the emotion of myerson mm -hmm. like i think there's definitely something going on here uh i mean like philosophically and probably the digest, you know, it doesn't really mean anything to me, but I think what's just trying to be communicated is sort of uh, the pent up violence that Myerson has inside of him, like the pent up rage, I guess, rather, that's going to manifest in violence. Uh, that, that, that was really well done. But I think the most important detail is that uh, the citizen is fighting this Nazi wolf. Yeah. And on the Nazi wolf's helmet is 14B. I guess his name. So the Nazi wolf's name is the Unthinker. That's what it is. Yeah. Yeah, and I think um, what we'll see here in a little bit is it's it's very it, when when you look at the second of the the two comics pages that Myerson drew, the uh, we'll see a lot of the the action uh, later on in in the book. Um, sort of the the way that the 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 citizen is striking the 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 Unthinker, and even some of the some of the dialogue we'll we'll, we'll see again. Yeah, definitely. And uh, you're right. I didn't, man. Yeah. Some of the stuff like mirrors itself really well, actually. So as yeah. you said, he, uh, he sees the, the, the logo on the, the unthinkers 
uh, head or helmet, um, which takes him to, to 14B. Um, and then he talks to he talks to the to the resident of 14B. Um, and now this I, is something cool. Okay, but yeah, keep going with the, the plot. But I do have a theory about this guy. So you know he's much like the other people. He do, he does he hasn't had a lot of uh, run-ins with with Myerson, but you know the one or two that he has are, are somewhat remember are you know memorable. Yeah, and Myerson gets mad. Like you know he runs into Myerson ranting and raving about Carl, who's the guy who's been bullying him. Uh, but this neighbor here. Uh, they don't really ever say his name, but he looks an awful lot like the psychiatrist, the, the psychologist from Watchmen that tries to profile Rorschach in um, Fearful Symmetry. Uh, like he's got like the bow tie and the mustache and he's black. So I'm wondering if is this uh, that guy's son, you know, in this, you know, uh, continuity of watchmen say like not 30 doomsday years clock not doomsday clock continuity because that's that guy's watchman that guy's rorschach in doomsday clock yeah um so i'm wondering if that's him i like i was like why is it like because i when i looked at him again it was sort of one of those things where it was like he looks like he's from the 80s uh and i was like okay maybe that's just fitting aesthetically but then i was like wait a minute he looks like the psychologist so i'm wondering if that's an easter egg uh and a reference because that character is tied to uh, Rorschach. Yeah, I, that that's an interesting, uh, interesting uh, thought. I was going to do a uh, predictions thing, so I, you're, you're early on with your your predictions or speculations. So, yeah, I don't know if he's going to be important or if he's just something like just a little nod here, and then we'll we'll move away from him. Yeah. Um, so yeah. you know, his interaction it, with Myerson is not getting on the on the elevator. Uh, and Myerson sort of going on and on about uh, 30 years. Um, they continue They continue their talk. Um, that's when the detective sort of sees moving boxes. This tenant is describing that he's going he's gonna to move to a different apartment because somebody had... Uh, uh, he moved into that apartment recently. Like correct. he switched apartments with someone. Correct. Um, so then we get another flashback. Um, the detective does some work about the uh, the latch, um, which had been recently replaced because yeah. it. Yeah, and then we'll find out why. So um, I guess so. He knows that for the guy that's currently in fourteen B is in fourteen B because of the 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 uh, the room switch. Um, yeah, Alma and Carl used to live in the guys they used to live in 14B and then Carl died in 14B and then she wanted to move. So he goes back to talk to Alma. Yep. Um, he shows her the picture of the, the woman that we were introduced to in one. And then Alma sort of tells the story of, uh, uh, Carl and Myerson um, having an altercation, and this is the altercation before the the attendant came up to um, help out Myerson. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and then the great page turn if you're reading this physically. Yeah, um, uh, yeah, I liked. Uh, again, there's some parallels here with uh, how Carl is beating up Myerson to how. Uh, the citizen beats up the unthinker. Yes, and, even uh, yeah, because yeah. the the fu's are, you know, the cartooned out with the 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 pound sign, dollar sign sort of thing. But here they're actually written out, and the the citizen was kicking him, saying saying fu. And here it's actually you know since it's not on the cart or not on the the comics page, it's you know quote unquote real the real timeline it's 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 written out so you yeah. know that that action scene is very uh fresh in Myerson's mind as he sits down to to write the 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 pages of the the citizen and the unthinker yeah I love that and um yeah what's interesting about it is that like that sort of maybe gives a an interesting psychological look into Myerson mm -hmm. you know that maybe some of his 
sort of pent up rages at himself, you know? So like, is he the citizen or is he the unthinker in that sense when like, or is he just trying to give like a payback, that kind of thing? I think it's sort of an interesting detail to sort of have him dole out the same punishment that was given to him on someone else. So yeah. like, and that, that was sort of in Watchmen. They sort of discussed that too, that Rorschach may hate himself just as much as he hates everyone else. Um, yeah. And sort of, you know, uh, on the page, he's, he's, uh, he's the, the, the tough action taking hero, but in, in, yeah. you know, off the page, he's actually the, the, the one um, taking the punishment. Yeah. Um, so we, we talked about um, the, uh, the, the door hinges before, um, but the detective asks um, Mrs. Thompson um, her, with her married name now, uh, how her husband uh, died. Um, she lights a cigarette, but then we're told the story through through flashback. So, uh, yeah. what do you think about when it switches to flashback here? But thought it was interesting that uh, Meyerson could take a beating, but Carl couldn't take one, and it wasn't like Rorschach beat up Carl to death. He just kicked the door in and knocked Carl over, and Carl had a heart attack and died. Yeah, you know just out of the fear, like Rorschach didn't even have to, like, didn't even have to say much. Um, he just like, you know, that's, that's interesting, I thought. And uh, maybe it's sort of to give like, cause I think maybe Rorschach was hoping to get in there and dole out a beating, but he doesn't get that, you know? Like he, he uh, Carl dies before he's able to dole out the beating. Yeah. And uh, I think that'll come back later as far as what the character, what, what Meyerson and what Rorschach want um, and what, what they want to do. Uh, but what's, uh, what's also cool is that they continue with the fact that this Rorschach's mask doesn't change. It's just the one symbol, which I mm -hmm. think is cool. Yeah. So the other person that comes in um, with, with Rorschach is, uh, I, I know they gave her name, but uh, she's sort of the, the sidekick dressed as the, uh, as, as the cowgirl. Uh, yeah. She holds a gun on um, Alma uh, and threatens her. And uh, the next to last page here, uh, nine panel, uh as the as the characters sort of move through the 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 same background what do you what do you think about this sort of sequence here i love again like uh it, it sort of follows what what's great about the first watchman graphic novel which is not glamorizing anything that's happening it's all sort of told from a spectator's point of well it's not told from a spectator's point of view in watchman it's told from a very stark point of view and sometimes from a from a certain person's point of view as well, uh, especially in the, I think maybe the second issue of Watchmen when uh, Moloch, Moloch is telling his story about um, uh, Blake coming and visiting him, and it's all through the one POV mm -hmm. of him in his bed and just watching the guy do things. So there is a very like subjective viewpoint in Watchmen, which is great. That's sort of captured very well in this issue and, and and in the previous issue as well um so I, I really loved that 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 it's all from the certain point of view and it's very stark and non-glamorous i guess mm -hmm. is a good way of saying it like it's just sort of like this is what happened you know you still can't really interpret it at this point but it is kind of cool to see them sticking with the aesthetic of just like you know this is like you know, everything is told very plainly and clearly um, through the visuals and uh, yeah it's interesting also that you know uh, he kind of uh, makes a Rorschach doesn't say much throughout this whole sequence but the the one thing he says is need to save the world wasting time here mm -hmm. which is again a very Rorschach thing to say yeah uh, what so I'm sorry no no uh, I I enjoyed it um, I think you you encapsulated it really well um, you know it's no secret to anybody who listens. We, we, we like good page design. We like moving the eye. Um, and it's sort of like the top three are Rorschach and Carl. Um, the, the bottom or the middle three are um, the girl Rorschach and Carl. 
um, and in all of them, we sort of get the in the the left part, we sort of get uh, Alma's head, um, and she sort of waits for them to leave, and then on the last panel, uh, she goes to Carl, um, and that's how it ends. So no, I I, I really enjoyed it. You know, uh, it's good that. Uh, Tom King went away from the nine panel grid, but um, he's still it's using, cool to, yeah, using well, it effectively. Yeah. And we talked about that off mic last week about how when you use the nine panel grid so much, sometimes it loses its meaning. Mm-hmm. So it's cool to see Tom King sort of wait for pivotal moments of character growth and I guess plot reveals to use the nine panel grid. And what's cool about this page is, is that each panel isn't like specifically just talking heads. It is moving the, the plot along, you know, it's, it's like, you know, everyone's, they're moving it along through action and dialogue. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's, it's a really well done page. Um, and uh, yeah, I'm glad we get to talk about it. Yeah. So uh, that was the, uh, that was the uh, next to last page. And as we said earlier in the review, the, the last page is, the, is, is the, almost the same as, as the first page. Um, it's the building, the Lewis Tower. Um, it's at night now um, and the detective is, is coming out and we get a lot of the same sort of flow with the, with the captions uh, top left moving down to, to, to bottom right um and actually like uh you know how we talked about on the the first pages where the cars were moving off um to sort of keep you moving the 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 cars are coming here together to sort of give you a moment of of pause as Mm. as you end the book so yeah um i'm assuming that that's probably intentional um if not it, it works out really well yeah that's a really good observation um trying to see what just to compare the two pages. Yeah, that's cool. And I also just sort of like uh, this issue, uh, I guess sort of like the the locations changed pretty regularly and it was very clear location changes. So I might like this more than the first issue just for that reason. Mm-hmm. And I also, these then those, the opening page and the, the first page and the last page are very like, you know, I like sort of illustrate that point where it's like, time has passed locations have passed that kind of thing like we we feel like we've been on a a complete journey in this issue obviously that's part of a bigger journey uh which is really great i I just sort of like that feeling where you have a clear sense of time in comics and in stories in general too so time and location it's really the this issue has been pretty great so if if this is the best issue we get out of uh, all 12 it'll be worth it just because it's it's good yeah, and it's almost like uh, they didn't have to sort of start it off with like a caption that says like 9 a.m., sort mm-hmm. of like, you know, 8.30 p.m. We sort of understand that this is the, a day in the life of this investigator um, on the case and sort of, you know, this has been a pivotal day in that investigation because he's been able to put a lot of pieces together because a lot of the pieces were in this apartment and sort of he went, um, he sort of started off, had to go to, you know, figure some things out and then took him back to sort of like the scene of the crime. Yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah. So I think that that's going to do it for the review. Um, I was wondering if you wanted to do a little bit of like predictions and, and speculation. Um, yeah. So the first thing I was thinking about is when, when Myerson is shot in issue one, mm-hmm. they, they either take his prints or they take his DNA and it's comes back as Kovacs as, yeah. as Rorschach. So do you have any ideas on how that that would be possible? I mean, there has to be some kind of like uh Ozymandias cloning thing going on. Right. Um, <laughs> if it, if there is something, if that's like, if we're going to go full science fiction explanation, that would be the natural, but that would, that would be the obvious answer, right? Yeah. So at first I was wondering if, well, he shouldn't be, but I was wondering if Manhattan was manipulating events um, 
you know, we gave a spoiler for the HBO series, but he didn't make it out of the HBO series as far as, as we know. Uh, so I, I, I then, you know, it's, it's sort of like when you think of Watchmen, if there's somebody that's going to sort of manipulate events or sort of change events, you know, your first guess is Manhattan. And then obviously, like you said, second guess is Oz, uh, Ozzy Mendez, who at this point would be uh, in prison. Um, and there, I guess the big thing would be what what would Ozymandias's motives be for cloning Rorschach? So that could be a good mystery um, if they are going to go that route. If we do find out, say, in issue six, that he is a that either Kovacs was a clone of Meyerson or Meyerson was a clone of Kovacs or they were twins or something like that. You know? didn't, didn't Kovacs get sort of obliterated? At yeah. The, so... Well, it would have to have been like it would have happened. It would have had to have happened prior. Like Oz like, would have pulled yeah, some DNA, which doesn't like, make sense. That 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 doesn't line up. So maybe but they're he's brothers. sort of he's sort of he's sort of a man with a plan. Like would he sort of do that sort of Batman have a plan for every occasion, and he had DNA on all of the 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 Minutemen? Maybe. But another thing could be is that like the symmetry idea. So it could be that Meyerson and Kovacs were twins that separated at birth or something like that. So that sort of fits with the like two halves of the Rorschach, maybe, you know? And, and with the, I guess the, with him being about 80 in 2020, Rorschach being 30, like, 40, and yeah. So the timeline, the the ages would work off or would work yeah, out as well. Because Rorschach would have been an adult in the '60s with Night Owl too. So that would have been like, yeah. So he would have been born in like the '30s, '40s. So I think, yeah, that's, yeah. Um, so it could be a twin thing. I think that would make sense, and it would sort of fit within the themes of of Rorschach. Um, and Rorschach's mother would have not been in position to raise two children. Yeah. She was barely able to but raise. She was, she was one. awful. So why would not get rid of both of them? I guess because she talks. She's an awful person in the book. True. Uh, basically saying like Tim as a little kid that she wishes she had an abortion or something like that. It's really messed up. Yeah. The uh, the. Uh, yeah, I don't like. I, I, I'm interested to see what what they do with that. Um, it could also be something where uh, what it could be is a smokescreen, so mm -hmm. it could go all the way to the top, right? So maybe something's doctored where they want you. It may come back around that the new presidential candidate that's running against Redford, whose name I can't remember. Uh, is somehow related to like, you know, this deep state something going on where they want in order to take over the world or something or to, or to create some kind of awful, awful thing. They may want to try to like misdirect the detectives, that kind of thing. And maybe even misdirect the public into thinking that like there's a new superhuman in town messing with things and bringing Rorschach back and stuff like that while they're working on something else. That could be another thing that's going on. Yeah. And that's uh, okay. kind of convoluted. Well, so, <laughs> we have, we have, uh, we have lots of stuff to, to tie it to. So it doesn't, uh, yeah. doesn't, uh, it, it's okay that it's convoluted. Yeah. So there's, I, I, I think there's only two minute men that could possibly come back and that would be Dan and Lori. Right. Uh, Lori would be an FBI agent. Dan's in prison. Dan's in prison. So do you and think Oz, Oz Oz is, is in prison? Yeah, but Dan was in prison prior to the events of 2019. Yeah, uh, because he sort of wouldn't he wouldn't do the flip that Lori did to to go into sort of the anti vigilante yeah task force. So do you think we'll see either one of those two characters, Dan or Lori? I don't. I don't think so right now. I think it's sort of it's sort of nice how self-contained this seems to be um, as far as within this world. And I think they're going to stick with that. I'd love to see that. 
But I, do still, I don't think they are going to do that. Because it seems to me, well, I, I don't know how much, you know, how, you know, I'd have to assume that the anti-vigilante task force has people that they're looking out for. So I wonder like if like Kovacs is like fingerprints pop up somewhere, if that's not going to show up on Lori's desk. And yeah. if that does, then she's going to want to know what's going on. That's true. And I'm guessing if anyone shows up, Dan would be the one to show up because him and Rorschach were partners. So that would be the one I would predict to show up if anyone, because him and yeah, they, they were friends and Dan would know whether or not this is Kovacs or not. Um, this okay. Lori, I wouldn't see them bringing her in because she didn't like Rorschach and Rorschach didn't like her. True. And so they avoided each other up until the events of Watchmen. True. Yeah. All right. So a couple more. Okay. Uh, well, the, I'm going to save the most important one for last. Do you think that Angela shows up? Yeah, that's one to think about. Um, I don't Sis think so. I don't Angela think so. or Sister Knight. I think Tom King respects the ambiguity of things enough so far, at least in his Watchmen. And I True. think he wouldn't want to ruin... Because then he would have to answer the question if she turned into yeah. Manhattan. Yeah, and you wouldn't want to do that. I mean, I know I would like to see um, uh, Tim Blake Nelson's character... Uh, Looking glass. Looking glass. I'd love to see him. Um, I'd love to see... Uh, what is it? Red Death or... Uh, whatever it is pirate, pirate jenny and the red pirate scare jenny, red, red scare that's his name yeah all right so this but, is the this is the most important one does lube okay. man does lube man come into to oh play? i hope so <laughs> did you watch the did you watch the interview with uh trent Reznor and atticus ross and damon lindelof and uh lube man shows up at the end and raps to, oh no i, I didn't i oh i, I oh, I'll, now that i know that lube man's there i have to watch the whole thing <laughs> and, and it kind of uh You'll like how it ends. It's 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 a great interview where like Trent Reznor and Atticus Ross go through their process of scoring. Cool. But also that's sort of the added bonus at the end of the <laughs> end of the interview. <gasps> um, but okay, back to the cloning theory. I'm looking yeah. at I, I framed the uh, Jay Lee cover. Okay. The controversial Jay Lee cover um, for Rorschach, and on the cover is obviously Meyerson because it's an old man lifting Manhattan weights mm -hmm. in the mirror. And uh, so it could be like, there are a lot of clues. If we want to go by this cover, uh, Rorschach is looking at a mirror at another, like, it could be another version of himself. Right. So he's looking in a mirror, but that mirror frame is Bubastis, which is a genetic, like, you know, a genetic altered, animal thing mm -hmm. so that could be a hint towards uh ozymandias but then also rorschach is holding manhattan weights so maybe manhattan did do some timeline messing up you know at some point in time because he would have maybe been able to know that rorschach was going to die in the 60s just not know why because he would be seeing time but at the same time the events of Watchmen are clouded from his vision because of all the tachyon uh, messing uppings in the in the plot. So, uh, like, if you want to go by Jay Lee's cover, there's a lot to unpack. But I doubt Jay Lee was very was privy to any plot, major plot information going into this. Yeah, no, I, I like that. Um, uh, so, I guess maybe this would be my last question: Is you, you brought up like Manhattan with some timeline manipulation, uh, you know? Which I don't want it to be that. Be, but he's already sort of manipulated the the new the new fifty two. Yeah. So I'm wondering if you wanted to tie sort of more DC universe, you could say that like when he did that, he also, you know, did this stuff over here as well. Um, yeah, maybe. So. And now, but I guess we have one more thing. Where do you think Alan Moore is during this issue? Um, is he, do you think we're going to see Alan Moore again? Like, do you think we are, do you still think we are going to see him pop up at some point in this, in this series? So there was no sort of references to, to other comic book creators like we got in the first no. one. There was a Frank Miller um, 
I'm rooting for it. I don't yeah. know if it's going to happen. Well, we got to we got to talk about it every time we do an issue because it is something we're really rooting for to happen in this in this series. Like Alan Moore, like flies to DC to start yelling at like Tom King for <laughs> for writing writing his book so we can get even more meta. Uh, Josh Williamson wrote him into uh, Nailbiter. Alan Moore, like he has a brief appearance in that book. Um, so I, I doubt Alan Moore <laughs> really cares. No. No. So uh, uh, I really enjoyed, uh, again, you know, uh, I, I, I read this, I've, I've been thinking about this, this book, um, and, and I like sort of the, the speculation, it's going to be fun. Uh, mm-hmm. We got, we got 10 more months of uh, speculating on, on how this is going to, how this is going to go. So hopefully it, they don't go to bi-monthly. That would suck. I think what I heard uh, on some other podcasts is, is uh, Fornes is pretty, well ahead on the Good. art awesome. um so i think they're hoping that if at the very least it's sort of that mr miracle um timeline where they okay. they might have missed like one month but they were you know 13 out of 12 so no uh that bi-monthly with something this complicated sort of really kills your sort of momentum and that was one of the great things about three jokers because it was like every other week they had yeah. that like there's like bam 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 which was great that they got ahead on that book and put that out so i think dc is getting a better handle on release schedules with the books yeah and i saw that the trade for three jokers is is out already yeah. so for anybody who wasn't Quick sort turnaround. of like uh anybody who wasn't like a reader in 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 singles was able to 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 get it pretty quick because sometimes it's like a six to eight month lag between sort of the singles and, and the trade so the trade for that is already out yeah. and i would guess um that uh, this is going to see a couple of, you know, there's probably going to be a paper trade at six and then one at 12 and then a sort of an ultimate sort of addition. Um, hopefully maybe with some script material. Um, I love that. Would, yeah. Right, in process. Yeah. So, yeah, man, that'd be great. Hopefully they do a director's cut issue like they've done with every Tom King book so far. Yeah. 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 So, Awesome. Well, that was, right. uh, that was a pretty, pretty fun, uh, go through of the book. I, I really yeah. enjoyed it. So, um, next month, uh, we'll come back and whenever three comes out, we'll give it like a, a week or two for everybody to get uh, caught up and then we'll do, do another breakdown. Um, and maybe, uh, maybe I'll go and sort of record some of our, our predictions so that we remember them, uh, 10 months from now to see if anybody was right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, I guess a spoiler warning if we get anything right uh for future issues true Um, yeah (laughs) true awesome well for everybody listening if you could give us a rating and review on the podcasting service you use really appreciate it um if you want to follow us on social media we're on twitter at construct compod instagram is constructing comics pod facebook and youtube is constructing comics um i'd like to thank everybody for listening uh please be nice be safe and go out and make some comics thank you